I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where we talk about all things that we have passion for. What gets us motivated to get up in the morning? What do we love to do on our free time? And how can we balance what we love to do with what we have to do in life? And this week, I want to talk about how the universe has been guiding me and how I personally see my signs, you know. It's a deeply, deeply personal thing. So whatever works for you is completely for you. But, you know, I just really feel like led to sort of explain how it works for me and, you know, and if anybody relates with it, then great. So when I first started my... YouTube channel, Kevin Winsett Music, I was experimenting with different types of uh, music as far as like putting together sort of uh, my versions of different types of meditation music. Now, I mean, it didn't really catch on or nothing. It was just me just experimenting a little bit and I was revisiting some of that stuff and... um, I really, I came across one of the tracks I did was Affirmations track. I wrote and recorded all the music and then obviously took Affirmations and uh, and spoke them over the music. So, what I want to do is use the music for this podcast episode and then at the end... I'm going to play the whole, the whole Affirmations track. So if you're curious about checking that out, please do so. Now, it's a, I would say a rough draft. It's not anything that's super finished, but it's a great place to start with, uh, you know, sort of documenting some of this stuff and seeing where it ends up later on down the road, <laughs> you know. But I had a lot of fun with it, and... um uh, there was a pretty good response for it too, so we're gonna just uh, swap that out. And uh, I figured, what a great time to sort of experiment with the different types of music for the different moods of the different podcast stuff. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I think uh, we'll just try this out and see how it does. <laughs> I hope you guys dig it too. So, hold on a second, let me switch it up. this might fit the mood a little bit better for the topic today I um, took the lyrics out for the background music purposes but the one I'll play at the end will have the lyrics with the affirmations and stuff in there if you guys dig it I just thought it'd be kind of a cool different mood for what what I want to talk about today (laughs) so how do my guides lead me and how did I know what was going on when it 
started happening. First of all, I just want to say that it's pretty much happened in my whole life, and I think we've all gone through it, where there's just these crazy coincidences that happen a lot. And that's all I used to chalk it up as. It's just coincidences, you know? Like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of convenient. That happened that way, or, you know. But back in 2019, as I started learning more about my spiritual side of things, I started kind of noticing the coincidences were happening more and more often. But the first time this happened where I was very conscious of what was going on was kind of pretty amazing. So back in 2019, when I was going through all this big, huge change in my life, right? And I mean, everything was just like falling apart, most mostly, or it had fell, fell apart. And, you know, I was thinking things are going to start getting better or whatnot. And I started following these little nudges here and there, you know. And then I couldn't find work, man. I couldn't find work to save my life. And I've never gone without work, ever. Like, it's just not a part of who I am. If I got to work, I'll find work somewhere. I'll do something. I even called a pizza place to, you know, whatever I could do, I would do it. But nobody was hiring me. You know, I mean, they were hiring at the time, but they weren't hiring me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I ended up in a spot where, well, I wasn't finding any work and I really had to kind of start over anyway. And so I was getting everything ready to go to sell whatever I could sell and uh, head back north, basically. I know at least if I went back to Michigan that I would be able to, you know, regroup and, you know, get my thoughts straight on where, what my next move was going to be. Also, obviously, I, I knew a bunch of people that played music, and so I was wanting to get back into playing again. And so, like, you know, as soon as I got there, like, uh, old buddies were like, come, come to this gig and, you know come and hang out and stuff so 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 it was sort of a great way that way the only problem was is I did not want to go back to Michigan not even a little bit <laughs> you know what I mean like nothing against Michigan it's my home it's where I grew up but you know there's just a certain point in time when you're just like done with it you know what I mean and so I thought you know I thought I was done with it but obviously couldn't find any work I wasn't generating any kind of an income and my time was limited and so basically I just was you know selling whatever I could and starting to save to try to you know get back get back up there so I was going through the selling frenzy and selling a bunch of stuff right and um so I really wasn't happy about the whole situation. And so the whole way going to sell these few items, I was just pissed. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like saying, you know, energetically, I was saying, you know, like, I didn't sign up for this crap. I don't know what the heck's going on. Why can't I find any work? What What's the deal with this? And what's the deal with that? And, and I thought I was supposed to be getting, you know, my shit straight and all this other stuff for like an hour up there and then I waited in the parking lot the lady came and we uh, I sold her whatever I had to sell her 
And then on my way back, you know, I went back to the energetic, you know, just like pissed, just like, you know, like, why is this happening this way? This is a bunch of crap, you know, I, I don't understand. And, you know, anyway, anyway, on an energetic level, I was bitching at my guides pretty heavily. Now that I think back on it. So, I was sitting at a stoplight, right? And uh, it was spring in Alabama, so it was pretty warm. I was sitting at a stoplight, and um, on the other side of the road, there was a car and a motorcycle. And I couldn't quite figure out what was playing on the motorcycle, but the motorcycle had a big, loud radio playing on it. It was like one of them big cruisers, you know, that, that, uh, does that, and so, I'm thinking about this stuff that, that I'm thinking about, and then all of a sudden, this motorcycle rides by, and Pat Benatar is playing, hit me with your best shot on it, <laughs> and when that rode by me, like, right then and there, I knew, I was like, well, don't, that's them telling me, hey, you know, suck it up, buttercup. It's going to get better eventually, so stop bitching and get on with your day. <laughs> so, from then on, I realized that, you know, for me personally, that this is a real thing. That, that like, I can communicate with my, whatever you want to call it, guides, universe, whatever you want to call it. But I have a way to communicate and recognize that that's what's happening. And so from then on, I, I basically knew that, you know, they are listening. They do hear me. And, um, you know, in some ways it was really cool, like, to, to uh, get a real-world confirmation like that. Because, you know, obviously, it's all within ourselves. and That's our own intuition telling us this stuff anyway. But when it sort of manifest itself in a 3D world like that, it feels absolutely magical. You know? Like, it feels like, oh, wow, there's something really going on here. So, so that was sort of my first taste of, like, knowing that the coincidences for me personally were more than just a coincidence. You know, it was more than that. It was, it was, uh, my higher self talking to me so so that was sort of the first time I really started paying attention and after that I was like paying attention a lot more and even though I didn't want to go back I really didn't I was like a kid having a temper tantrum (laughs) you know but it ended up being the best thing I had had to do at the time you know and in the last three years that's just sort of how things have been going You know what I mean? Like, like, like I'll get an idea and follow through with it. And then, uh, you know, a lot of times nothing happens, but a lot of times I grow from that idea and it comes up with something else. You know, I also get messages and ideas through meditation. Um, I heard Esther Hicks talking about it on one of the YouTube channels too about getting inspired while you're meditating. I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought, you know, all right, whatever. And then it happened to me one day. Like the the most relevant one was was the guitar design that I used for uh, when I went to guitar building school back in 2020. 
um, the pink guitar with the walnut uh, top. That was strictly from an idea after I was meditating. I come out of the meditation and I opened my eyes and I had that candle and it was pink and uh, it had a wood green little cap on there. And I thought, God, that would be such a beautiful guitar, right? And the label was like this white, like this pearlyoid white too, you know what I mean? So that was when I got the idea was 2019, right? And I used that candle. And I literally carried that candle around with me for two years because I knew that that's if I if and when I had the chance to build my guitar, that that was absolutely what I was going to do. And, you know, I, and, and it, I did it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a beautiful guitar. It looks great. And the funny thing is, is that when I was telling the people at school, you know, what I wanted to do when they said, well, you're going to pick your colors, you know, and Kevin, what color? I said, I want to do a coral pink with a walnut top. And they just all looked at me like I was freaking crazy. Like you, (laughs) you know, because I kind of look like a redneck and (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's completely would look completely out of my character, you know. Probably a guy like me would pick a blue or or a red or whatever, but that coral pink with the with that dark wood just was calling to me. So I would have to say that was probably my best idea so far I've gotten through meditation. But you know, I get other ideas all the time, you know, through meditation too. So um but that I would say that was probably my most significant like where I actually manifested, you know, something really, really cool from it. I also like to watch tarot readings. And, you know, I don't, it's not like you would think. It's not like, oh, well, Kevin, do this and do that. And then you're, you know, you're, you're gonna fix your life forever. You know, it's nothing like that. It's so weird. Cause like, I'll put one on, I'll put a tarot reading on in the background and then I'll do my chores or do whatever I have to do and there's certain words and certain phrases that will like trigger something in me to to make me think about things. Like one of the first times I realized that that was happening was um, this one lady, um, I think her channel was called Alchemy and You and um, she was really tapped in, like, like... I don't know, like, it just felt like a lot of times that she was talking directly to me, you know? And one time, one of the questions she asked, and it wasn't me personally, she just asked it on her channel, was like, are you doing everything you can possibly do to the best of your ability to showcase all of your talents? And that question just stuck with me, and it stuck with me for a few days. And then finally I realized, you know what? I'm not using all my talents. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've worked with my hands my whole life. I built things for other people my whole life. I've fixed houses. I've done all that stuff. Why am I not building guitars? You know, and that's the idea I got when I started thinking, okay, I could take the skill set I have uh, from 20 years of being in the trades you know, well, it's more than 20, but, you know, we'll just say 20. Of <laughs> being in the trades and using that skill or at least honing that skill because I like working with my hands. I love building things. I love making things, you know. 
toward my music stuff. And that's when it hit me. It was like, oh, I could be building, you know. And so that was the idea of having the the three kind of three-pronged effect of uh, if I'm building guitars, if I'm teaching, and if I'm playing, um, you know, you should be able to build a pretty good musical life out of doing all that and have it real world, not just like, oh, well, I'm going to be a big superstar. You know what I mean? Like, like all of these things put together could make a very practical and down to earth, humble living, but I could be honing whatever my passion is and which would be playing guitar and playing music, you know? So that's sort of how those go sometimes. And sometimes it's just really weird. Like, um, like all of my life, all, a lot of buddies would always say to me, you need to move to Austin. You need to move to Austin. And, uh, uh, especially when I was younger, you know, they're like the style of music that you play and everything you do, you just really should, you'd fit in so great down there. But I never really had a reason to come. You know what I mean? Like I never... It never seemed like a destination where I would, you know, like go, okay, well, I'm going to just move down there and go play music, you know, which probably should have when I was younger, but it never really happened that way until I went to guitar building school and there was a company um, that actively recruited guitar builders and they were out of Austin. And, you know, at first I thought, no, it couldn't be that easy. It could not be that easy. And then uh, a couple months, because a couple months earlier, that same lady with the reading kept saying Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas. And whenever she'd say it, it would like resonate within my brain. Like, why does she keep saying that? Because it would always bring it back to people telling me, you need to move to Austin at some point, you know. And then, so I would get those two messages reoccurring, you know, and like this doesn't happen like every day but you know it happens enough to where you like go away there's something in that and this in my energy in this right so then when i was i was like three weeks into the school here comes a recruiter uh out of austin for collings guitars you know and i'm like thinking no it cannot be that easy it just can't be there's got to be more to it than that so i just kind of I didn't like commit to anything or I didn't even really talk to anybody about it yet. I just sort of thought, you know what? We're going to see how this plays out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we'll just see if uh, it's meant to be, then we'll just kind of see how it plays out, you know? And so that's what I did. And I didn't talk to the dude until, what was it? Like, like a month before school ended, I think it was. I, um sent out my resume and I did talk to him and realized that yeah that is a place where I wanted to be and then I graduated on a Friday and I was in Austin that following Monday doing my interview and it was obviously hired so within two weeks of graduating I was working you know so it doesn't always happen like we think it's gonna happen you know like I didn't think I would be building guitars in Austin. I didn't, th- I, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. But, but here I was at that point, building guitars in Austin. You know, which was pretty dang phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like it's like, what do you, 
you know, how much more cool can that get, right? Obviously, I hurt my back and I had to do something different, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. And so, also, while I was going through all this process, I was finding feathers all the time. And the way it manifested at first was like, it was almost like if some confrontation was about to happen, I would find a feather, you know? and Or like if I was thinking about something that really you know, it was like irritating me. You know what I mean? It, it, like, like, uh, when COVID hit, you know, I was just getting into playing and just getting my groove going and then COVID hit and boom, everything went to shit. you right. And so like in my mind, I'm thinking, God, what else do I need to do? And blah, blah, blah. You know, that sort of thing. Then I'd find a feather and it's like, okay. So then I sort of looked that up and yeah, it turns out that, you know, if you're, of the spiritual type and open to that sort of stuff, then feathers can mean just about anything, you know? So now I find feathers, dude, like sometimes I find feathers in the weirdest places. I found a feather one time in the middle of a grocery store. I mean, literally like a pigeon feather or something. In the middle of a grocery store, I just happened to look down and there it was, you know? The other, the other day it happened to me again um, I found a feather uh, in a convenience store right in the middle of the convenience store in the middle of the night how did I how did that get there I don't know but I know when I looked down it was right there you know what I mean and it just so happened that I was starting to sort of get back into these negative thoughts I really really battle with that you know like it's a hard thing to do like especially you know, being, I'm 50, so, you know, 47 years of living in a linear lifestyle and sort of that has been a real challenge to just completely open myself up, but it's getting better, you know, it's definitely getting better, so, so yeah, um, I was doing Reiki and, um, I think it was 2020, the summer of 2020, I had met a, a, a new Reiki master. And uh, after I did my first session, the next day, I found a feather. It was like confirmation saying, yep, you know what? This is exactly where you need to be. You know, that sort of thing. So, now, just because this is what's working for me doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Or... You know, you might get a completely different message. I just noticed after just a few years of doing this that this is my personal way that my guides talk to me. And like I said before, I know it's all internal, but like, I like this, you know, like I, it's like a game almost, you know what I mean? Like, like a riddle, you know, like, okay, if I find a feather and it doesn't necessarily hit me exactly what it's supposed to do most of the time within a few weeks or a few days I figure out what it was for <laughs> you know what I mean so that's just um, sort of the way the way it's been going for me now like I said I worked at the Colony's guitar thing and I did that for almost a year and then I hurt my back and I kept getting these messages of like, you know, you're just going to have to do something different. You know what I mean? And I couldn't figure out why, because I'm thinking, this is my dream job. You know, this is like the job that, that most people would kill for. And 
I literally busted my butt to go back to school and to do all that for it. So I didn't really necessarily know why it happened when it happened, but now I got a pretty good idea that, you know, you know, I mean, I want to be respectful toward anybody that I work for and whatnot, you know, and I think that me coming out and talking about what I come out and talk about on my podcast, you know, might be, I might have censored myself a little more if I was working for that company, you know what I mean? Just, just out of respect for, you know, Hey, you know what I mean? Like, even though they, they might not agree with what I talk about, I still wouldn't want to represent anybody in that sort of way. So, so I think really in the long run, the reason why I ended up Obviously, I haven't hurt back and all that, but the reason why it ended up going that route is so I could actually start this podcast and feel like I could talk about whatever I want to talk about, whenever I want to talk about it, and not worry about it, you know? So, now that didn't really hit me, though, for like six, eight months until after everything, right? So, like, I don't always get the messages right away, and there's a lot of times when, you know, I feel like... I feel like my dads are just messing with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, dude, why do I got to keep going through this bullshit? You know, but it's all for learning. And, you know, it is positive. 99.9% of the time, it's a positive thing that I can't really uh, argue with. But I have to say, the last big tower moment I had was in October. And that one was a doozy. I honestly thought that it was going to be the end of me, <laughs> like literally. So, and I felt like I was led right into it too, right? So it's like, well, you know, I'm being led right into my doom, you know what I mean? Like, so the way that, that um, this whole thing went down, it turns out, I mean, obviously it turns out it was for the best for me, but like... I was working doing um, handyman service through an app, and it doesn't pay that great, and the jobs are kind of crappy, and it's just not that great of a thing, but all I've been doing is just maintaining, and then on my free time, I come home, and I do the podcast, and I do the guitar stuff, and I'm just, I mean, that's all I do. I just go to work, pay my rent, and then I, I deal with this stuff here. So, in July... I ran across this dude that like needed a person to sort of caretake his property. He had like four acres and he was going to do some building on there and different things like that. And so I was living at a, at a, um, you know, at a park or RV park for the last year and a half or so. And I just sort of listened to what the dude was talking about and, you know, I wanted to keep an open mind, but I had already, like, in Arizona, I went through a really bad, like, deal where this lady was, like, you know, wanting me to do a bunch of work around her property for her and, you know, not compensate me the right way for it because I was renting her apartment, you know what I mean? And she didn't want to, like, she wanted basically all the work done for free, you know? And so... My mind automatically went to that. I'm like, I cannot do that again. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm not going to do it again. You know, so what I did was I just uh, sat on it for a while. I did a little research, 
figured out the dude seemed like he was on the up and up. I, uh, um, waited for any sort of sign or synchronicity that was going to give me a warning, and I got nothing. (laughs) I was working fine. Everything was good. Uh, Everything went very smooth. So I thought, all right, we'll we'll give this a try and just see. We'll give it a try for a few months to see what happens, you know, because I always try to, like, not... Um, let a bunch of my past experiences ruin it for everything else, right? So anyway, it was, I was able to save a lot of money if, uh, you know, going back to that whole process. So that's what I did. I, I moved the RV. I had a little lot there and everything was fine for like three months, you know, and I was doing a lot of, a lot of work for this dude, like a lot of work. And so, I guess it was like the end of August, man. Um, I had my truck broke down on me, and uh, my time was committed to getting my truck going and getting all that thing going. And I had to take a little bit of time off of work, and um, I had to deal with what I had to deal with. And I just told the dude, "Look, some of this stuff's gonna have to wait until I get all this straightened around," you know. I didn't hear nothing from the dude for like two weeks, and I thought, well. He's probably just a little butthurt about it, but, you know, it ain't no big deal. Because I did a lot of work for this guy, right? So a couple weeks go by, and, you know, nothing really, nothing's really said, nothing's really happening. I've got my own little space there. i got, you know, my RV sitting on a nice lot, and I've got everything I need and all that. So I just was working, concentrating on putting some money away and different things like that. And... One day I knocked on the door and was like, hey, do you need need something? And he just blew up on me, like, like, uh, don't come knock on my door and all this other crap. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then right then and there, I knew I, my time was coming to an end. So let's get let's get uh, all our ducks in a row and, and let's start making making our way to get the heck out of this situation. So I kept hearing um, these messages like everything's about to change, you know, and it wasn't just one time. It was like a lot, man. Like, like my gut was telling me something's going on here, man. You got to figure something out. And uh, so it was the end of September, beginning of October, and I was on my way to work, man, and my truck took a big old shit on me again. So my truck had broken down like August, September, and now October. But this time it was a doozy, right? Like something had broken the clutch, and so the clutch wasn't working. And when I was trying to get it off the side of the road, I broke the one of the gears in there, and so nothing was working. And I'm sitting on the side of the freaking road, right? Like... The only people I could call was uh, two of the people that I'm friends with um, that I met while I was living at the park. And uh, I explained to them the situation and they were like, you know, uh, all right, cool. Um, They came up and uh, towed me back down to the park because I was pretty relatively close to the park. And uh, the owner of the park was cool about like letting me go ahead and... uh, 
fix my truck there, you know, like let me park it there and fixing it in between me and the other two guys, we were going to be able to get the clutch changed out and get it back on the road within a few days. <laughs> so, I, um, my truck's sitting over there in, in basically in a, in a gravel lot, you know, off to the side of the road and I'm getting everything I need to get for the clutch and all that stuff. And then, uh, the one neighbor, you know, he offered to let me use his truck while, you know, to go home and, and do whatever I had to do. And so that's what I did. But when I went home, I went to my trailer and there's no electricity. Everything was, all the electricity was like locked up. I was unplugged. And I was like, what is going on, man? So I texted the dude and he didn't respond and you know I wasn't feeling safe anyway like like literally like I would like get home and lock my door and think man I'm, I, I gotta get out of here fast you know but obviously the truck breaking down all I cared about at that point was like let's get this truck going let's get the truck back on the road man so that I can get the heck out of here and I know you know like it wasn't a good situation, you know, and in a lot of ways, I, I still to this day feel like I should have just, you know, like been a little more prepared and did whatever I could do, but I couldn't save any money. I couldn't, you know, like I literally was just at my, my wits end. And so now I don't even have my own truck. Now I've got my, my buddy's truck. And I called him up and I'm like, dude, this guy just locked me out of my shit, you know? And I mean, I mean, I told him the situation that, you know, I really didn't feel safe anyway. And so they were like, well, just grab your stuff and then uh, we'll talk to Larry, the guy that owns the park. And, you know, because I left on good terms with him, you know, like I didn't have any issues. My only issue at this point was like, I just spent all my money to get the parts for the truck. So like, <laughs> I didn't have any money like to, to get any of this other stuff going on. Also, while this was going on in the middle of September, uh, that app service fired me. They let me go. They said that, um, they said that I uh, damaged somebody's property, but I had been with them for three years, and that's the first time I had ever gotten any uh, any complaint like that. So there was something going on there. They had just swapped over to a different owner, and I talked to another guy from there, and he said that they were giving him a hard time about not showing up for jobs when he actually showed up for jobs. So, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on there. So anyway... So anyway, that happened like two weeks before the truck took a big old shit this time. But I had work. Like, um, I had enough clientele built up where I was like staying a little bit busy. But I knew that it wasn't going to last for very long. And so I was in a convenience store. And I overheard one of the cashiers talking about how he works at Tesla. And something just rang a bell with me. It's like, huh. You know, obviously they got that new new uh, factory here and all that. And all I kept thinking about is, oh, my God, that concrete will kill my back. You know what I mean? Like, 
But I just sort of kept it in the back of my mind of like, okay, well, if it, if I get to a point where I have to do it, then I'll just do it. I'll work as long as I can, as long as I can until, um, you know, I can't, until I'm in too much pain where I can't do it. You know what I mean? So, the truck breaks down. I had filled out my I filled out my application for Tesla. The truck break breaks down, and I get a call from them guys. They're saying, you know, hey, uh, you, are you interested in coming to work for Tesla? And I was like, well, yeah, sure, you know. And the funny thing was, was that they were like, all right, hey, do you have any forklift experience? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've I've driven it before. And they're like, well, don't worry about it if you don't. We'll train you anyway. So, would you be interested in driving a forklift? And I thought, well, wouldn't that be great? Like. For me to be able to get through the winter or get through whatever I need to get through and get some steady, steady money coming in. Plus, it was three twelves, so it was three twelves, and every other week we'd work a fourth day. <clears throat> that gives me four days during the week where I can like actually do other things too. So, even though the twelve-hour days suck, but at least you know, at least it opens me up to a little bit more. So, I thought, sure, you know what I mean? Like, let's 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 do it. Anyway, when I was telling my neighbors about all this stuff that's going on, they're just like surprised, like, wow, that's pretty amazing that like all of a sudden this clicked and that clicked and this clicked and they're like, you know, you're going to be working for Tesla and stuff. And so uh, three days into uh, fixing my truck, I get another call is the, the the owner of the park and he's like you know you can stay for a week but we, we don't have any more openings for you to stay permanent and you know at that point I didn't even get upset about it I'm just like you know what whatever cause you know like if I'm gonna be homeless I'm gonna be homeless you know I, I, I can't do anything about it right like at this point I need to have a vehicle so you know what I just said screw it we're just gonna uh deal with what we got to deal with and the first thing I have to deal with is getting this truck going I can't do anything until I get this truck going so so that's what I did I got the truck going I got everything set up for that and my neighbor was like you know he was like look man you know first of all these guys have seen me come into Austin when I first came in I lived in my van for two months uh, when I was when I went to work for that company, and um, I just I bought a spot in the RV park there, and uh, stayed in my van until I saved up enough to uh, get a a really lousy camper, but it worked for a little while, and then I ended up trading into the other good camper. So these guys see me and my work ethic, you know, like they know that I don't mess around and that I don't you know ask for hand you know what I mean like I don't do any of that I just go to work and I already know one of the lessons for me in this last one was that you know it's okay to accept help it's okay to accept help every once in a while and my neighbor literally you know said to me he said look dude he said every, every once in a while we need we need a, a little help in hand from from you know from somebody and he said I'm here to do that for you <laughs> And I couldn't believe it, man. I'm like, oh, well, you know. One of the biggest things was, like, he knew I was working, going to work for Tesla. And so, you know, but obviously, 
what do you do, right? Like, I, I had nowhere to turn, man, at this point. And, and he was super gracious about about all this. And I know for a fact that's part of the big lesson in that. One of it was, you know, it's okay to ask for help every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be stubborn and, like, do everything all on your own all the time. Which, that's all I know. <laughs> you know? So, so anyway... I got the truck fixed, and I found a place closer to clo- closer to Tesla where I was gonna be. And um, moved the trailer, moved the trailer there, got rent. I mean, it all went really smooth after that, and started working for Tesla October eighteenth, you know. And. Uh, so why when I go back to building guitars, which I really want to do, I miss it a lot, but I cannot be on my feet like that for that length of time without my back messing up. Even through orientation over at Tesla, I noticed that uh, three days standing on that concrete was, uh, my back was already killing me. You know, I don't take any medication for it. I'm not on anything. So, uh, like, the fact that you know, the job ended up being driving a forklift was like a blessing in, in a lot of ways because I'm able to stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down as much as I need to to uh, take care of my pain, you know. So, yeah, so the way that it went down was scary as shit, you know what I mean? Like I thought, literally I thought I was going to be homeless and without a vehicle, you know. But there was so much that happened all at once like that that I had I had no way to only react is all I could do at that point, you know. But it all freaking worked out pretty dang smooth. Like to be honest with you. So now I've got I'm working at I'm working at Tesla and I work three days a week and then the fourth day every other week, right? So I have, that means I have four days where I can work on my music stuff and, and do all this other stuff that I can do. And plus, it's a steady gig. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, I mean, I know my schedule. I know what time it is. And it's boring and all that. But, like, so far, it's been the most freeing thing that I've been able to do so that I can concentrate on doing this stuff that I love to do. And also, you know, being able to, like, afford things to where it'll it should improve you know what I mean like another way my guides talk to me is through through songs you know like um I had uh purchased a new thing for one of my cameras for um doing these videos and uh this one song one song I was working on with hey Joe I was gonna do a little you know like a little tutorial or whatever and and do the thing but I've been waiting because the video wasn't looking very good. Um, I had to sell a bunch of stuff while this other, while all that happened. You know, I had to sell a bunch of stuff, and so it was re. I was just sort of rebuilding after um, going back to work here, and uh, so I have a PO box at the UPS store, right? So I go into the UPS store and I went to go get the part for the, for my, uh, you know, thing in my mailbox. And freaking what comes on the radio? Hey, Joe. <laughs> he comes on the radio. And I'm like, 
that was my sign. All right, dude. Now it's time to get back to work. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was just that that obvious for me. So, also, um, like the other day, I was gonna work on. I was working on um, doing a cover of uh, "Hush Hush" off of the Crossroads soundtrack. But what came on? What came on my playlist was. Feels Like Rain by uh, Buddy Guy. Well, actually, John Hyatt wrote it, but Buddy Guy redid it, and I love it. I, I, a couple years back, I was, like, into it big time. And so, like, instead of doing the other one, I'm I'm working on the Feels Like Rain thing, you know? And so these are just little little nudges that just sort of, like, um, say, you know, it's time to go. This morning when I made this, when I started making this podcast, I woke up and my brain was thinking about okay how am I gonna you know word all this stuff about how my guides talk to me and that was literally what woke me up was like this message to do this podcast woke me up (laughs) so so now one thing I'm not saying is that I'm not saying that this is for everybody first of all second of all I'm not saying that you know my way works for anybody except for me but I just felt like maybe if y'all knew how it worked for me, that if you see things that might seem a little bit questionable, that you would can just say to yourself, you know what, maybe this is how my guides are talking to me, you know, because most of us aren't crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we were taught to turn that shit off, right? Like the industrialized world is all about logic and you know if you have a vivid imagination then you know like at least back when I was a kid it was a lot more frowned upon you know what I mean so so they're trying to breed it out of us but it just ain't gonna happen because it's part of human nature it's part of what makes us feel alive is that you know like So I have to say, you know, since I started paying more attention to that and living that sort of, I guess, lifestyle or modality or whatever, life has been so much more exciting, you know, it really has, like, like it feels, sometimes it feels like a video game and sometimes I feel like I'm losing it, you know, but hey, you know what I mean, like, we just keep going, man keep going and it gets better and then it gets worse and then it gets better you know but the one thing i i do know is that it's circular it's not linear so you know one day you're the locomotive and the next day you're the caboose (laughs) so anyway i don't know if this helps anybody if it does great um if you have any questions or anything please feel free to uh hit me up with it I will also play the full affirmation song at the end here. And if you guys dig it, then that's cool. What I probably will do is re-record it now that I'm a little bit more... I've got a little bit more into my computer recording and all that's getting a little bit better. But this is the original recording that I did a little over a year ago. And uh, I hope you all like it. Thanks again for having a listen and we will talk to you soon.
release all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I let go of all expectations. I'm free to live the life I dreamed. I'm free to live the life I've dreamed. I release all fears of not being perfect. I am perfect in my own way. I let go of the need to control others. I allow others to make their own way. The past is gone, the future is uncertain. Today is now, and I face it head on. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I am worry-free. all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I let go of all expectations. I'm free to live the life I dream. life I've dreamed. I release all fears of not being perfect. I am perfect in my own way.
without constraints.